All right, bro. You you ready to podcast? I am ready to do a podcast. Coming to you live from the Southwestern Shitbag Studios. Regular, regular shit here. This is the number one mixtape program on the internet. Niggas pod day. Goddamn, that nigga is ready. I'm in this bitch. Never will I wish you a Halle Berry. I'm in this bitch. If he's jumping in my vagina, he doesn't care what my shoes look like. I'm in this bitch. Negro, quit playing and come and get yourself in this butter. block around these days. I guess so, like... What do you mean on the block? Like, what you, so I don't... Wait, how do you charge? I mean, I, like, yeah, I'd be at home, but, like, it's always, you know, plugged up, so I just plug my phone. I don't never have to, like, you know what I'm saying, make my block. Whoa, 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 Welcome to the Dipped in Butter program. Good morning, good evening, happy Tuesday, happy pod day, because pod days are special and maybe we're special and maybe this is why we have to do this show to get our thoughts out. You don't know. You don't know us. You don't know why we need this. The YouTube is saying we're kind of special. Listen. This is the number one mixtape podcast on the internet. Uh, this is the number one. Congratulations to uh, C- Candace Parker, the Chicago Sky, yeah. and the WNBA, winning the WNBA championship for uh, the year 2021. We want to so- go ahead and highlight that because neither me or Wes watch another du- enough WNBA to be able to go any deeper on that. So we'll put it right <laughs> here at the top. Across from me, that's my guy. That's your guy. That's Wes with no T. <clears throat> on the socials, he's forever young 89 on uh, Instagram or at box or Twitter or wherever niggas be communicating at. Uh, he's also forever young 89 on YouTube where we have our content. Now the dipped in butter program on YouTube, take a minute to check that out when you're on the toilet. But around here, we call him our motherfucking goddamn friend or the motherfucking goddamn glue, whichever way you feel like cussing this week. <laughs> that's a lot of intro, right? That is a lot of intro, but that's legit as fuck. Cause you never know. Um, which cuss I'm feeling like, do I want to be the motherfucking goddamn glue or do I want to be your motherfucking friend? Like sometimes yeah. I leave the motherfucking out of the glue part too, just like off a of GP because they say you're not supposed to cuss that soon in the thing, but whatever. I, um, I don't want to digress too far though. Um, with my guy across from me with the hottest takes in the United States, that is cat. Okay. With two T's on the end of that thing. You can catch my man at cat and or you could dip into the cereal shit. Um, or you can catch him on youtube.com slash dipped in butter program because that's hey. a real legit thing. And like people have been kind of at me like, why well, I didn't know y'all had a YouTube channel? And I'm like, well, because we kind of just got it. So like subscribe and tune the fuck in. Yeah, I mean, um, however, here, most and more importantly, each and every Tuesday or whichever day is pod day in your life on the dipped in butter program, wherever podcasts are placed, because that's where this one is at. My nigga and yours was popping. Isn't that kind of us, though? Like we put out 
eight, like we put out eight episodes or two months full of content before we actually start telling people. And that was what I was just about to say. Have Maybe it's we're the trash us, ones because right? we don't do good. Like we do good at advertising. I will say we do what we do. We advertise in our realm how we advertise. Y'all I mean, and ever since them bitch ass niggas took my man's Facebook, y'all I mean, which I'm still, I'm probably gonna mention this still every looking week for y'all because it bothers me. Okay, like I di- I didn't know, and once you told me, now I'm very disturbed by it. Yeah, I mean, but like we we do our fair share. So now you know. You know, I, I hit him with the one, you know, last week when we did, Don. Um, and it seems like this this thug got everybody's interest peaked, man. Like I noticed, I started to hit you up yesterday and be like, fam, did you do something? Because my phone <laughs> is going crazy with notifications. They, uh, I, like, I, didn't do, I didn't do anything different than what I did last week. Like, we did the Don. You sent me the Don. I'm, I've, I've been waiting until Saturday to post these. Yeah, I mean, because, okay. you know, by the time we get them back, you know, from production late on Fridays, it's like, ah, eh, you know, the algorithms ain't really supporting me posting this right now. I'll wait until, you know, somewhere between 10 and 12 Eastern. Yeah, I mean, to, to, to put it up because I know people are scrolling their Facebooks on the Saturdays. They might be looking for something. Yeah. And like, yeah. I guess I didn't realize how much people really like watching other people's opinions, especially about music, <laughs> bro. Like, because even like we joked about it last week, how the Don, you know, video kind of, you know, kind of was linear and parallel with, you know, kind of how the podcast works. And then this thug went out and the numbers surpassed that. And then the Don numbers went up and I'm like, yo, what are we growing like, for? What are we growing for? I'm like, like, I'm like, okay. So that literally just says y'all like thug videos. So y'all was like, well, let me see what the fuck these niggas had to say on the Don right, and said? on the Meek. And like uh-huh. now, you know, always got to give flowers or flowers are due to my pie god brethren over here. It's a great idea that you came up with, man. And now I feel like obligated to do it every fucking week now. I feel like well, we're, we're going to have to pick a <laughs> punk album, no pun intended, to like review one of these Fridays just to give them something. I think at this point, like, that's why I like working with you because me and you think very similarly, right? Like once we get involved in something and we realize like we not me and you aren't so solutions and results oriented, right? Like. We don't let the amount of views or clicks or likes we get on things to dictate whether or not we're going to continue to do it. It's whether or not we're good at it. Right. Right. Like when we start watching it and we're entertained by it, we're like, absolutely. And and it's and it's one of those things, not to toot our own horn, but like, I can't wait for you guys to discover it later. You're going to be so upset with yourselves. I'm like, wait, you niggas. I can't wait till they start looking at the years on these videos. Like, wait, y'all was doing this when? What? Like, yeah, we actually, you know, we we do it silently. Yeah, I mean, but you know, well, you ain't tell nobody because we don't know. We we like we like baby steps actually. Yeah, and I that that's an interesting point too because like. So me and you jokingly talk about how it takes me four to five hours to edit 15 minutes of content, which I wish was funnier, but it's it's too close to the truth to be too, too funny. But I'm getting better at it. I'm I'm getting a little bit Cut faster. That time and I enjoy way doing it. Week. Like I enjoy the challenge. I've always been a fan of video editing and shit like that. And when I watch YouTube videos of people that are like really all the way out of here with 10 million viewers and shit like that. I'd be like looking at the hard work they put into that shit. And I'd be like, fam, I see what they did. Like yeah. that shit is not easy. So like when we get to a space where we're like, we're doing it fluently and we're looking yeah. forward to doing it, yeah. it starts making my brain kind of like start ticking. Like, okay, well, what else can we do with this thing? Yeah. But we're keeping it music reviews because I like having that space to do that because it keeps the podcast, the audio format clear yeah. of our jumbling it up with so much music. Yeah. Talk, right. Cause you know, me and you, cause we could, that's kind of what we base this podcast on. Like yeah. that's how this came to be. Yeah. We, we can give you an hour of music every Scott. week. <laughs> we could talk about music every, every week. week. And I know y'all don't want to hear that every nah. week. Like, sure, I'm I'm sure y'all don't mind hearing that when it's an interesting album out, like when you know Certified Lover Boy comes out or something actual 
important to the culture. But what y'all don't know is me and Wes could talk about whack albums. Like we we just Long love time. music like that. Shit. I, I was like, even I feel like we got a, a whack album coming. I won't so. <laughs> <laughs> stay tuned. Subscribe to the channel. But whack albums would be I can't wait for a whack album to come out that we can talk about. I wouldn't even mind going back and reviewing retro albums, like going back and listening. Like I was even thinking the other day, like, what if we go back and review albums that maybe me and you missed, like an H Town album or something? Hey, you know what I mean? Like, I totally let's pull agree. out something that we I know totally exists agree with this that we've never heard. I don't want you to tell them no more. I just want to do it. <laughs> okay, I'll write it down. I like that idea. I like that. But like, new music Fridays can be new to us. You know what I mean? So we just got some music fresh takes on some old shit. Yeah, yeah, there's and, plenty and, of shit I ain't never and, heard. I mean, and to that point, we are still working the kinks out with this whole music review thing. Like, we're doing it, sure. but like, it won't be until like six or seven episodes from now that we've actually got like an official format from what the fuck we're doing. <laughs> we still, I don't even know what we're doing with the thumbnail. I don't know what the format is nah, yet. We'll but, figure it out. Uh, but, but see, now, you, now like you got it. me. Now you, now you got me about the, uh, you know, hit hit the award stage. I mean, because I, I just, I always just have to applaud people where it's due. Yeah, I mean, and like. I don't, I don't, I don't know what your background was like. I, I didn't know that you were that interested in video editing. You know what I'm saying? Before yeah. we got, and I know we've like shot these ideas back and forth. You know about doing like some video audio kind of mashup thing, and like even when we was talking about that, like not that my brain will automatically that I'm gonna have to edit it, but I'm like, man, we'll figure that shit out somewhere along the way. Yeah, like we'll if, he, if we're talking about it, we have to have the means to do it. And it's almost mm-hmm. like when we started doing this, you know what I'm saying? And we moved on to different programs, and I started editing the pod, and like. The first couple weeks, you be like, "Hey, man, you kind of tight at this shit," and you be like, "You <laughs> yeah, be like, yeah. whereas as like now, you don't have the desire to mix the show. I have zero desire to mix any of that video <laughs> shit that we're doing, fam, because you do it so You're well. Just glad they keep coming out nice, yeah. Like, but listen, like, you, you I, I do just want to encourage my nigga. Yeah, you do it so well, and just like because now it's got me paying attention to how you pay attention to videos already. So now I'm looking at ours like. How? It's blowing my mind. I'm like, how is this nigga even doing this shit, bro? Like, how, how do you create the thumbnail that's nowhere in the video? Like, are you kidding? Like, I literally do not know. I thought thumbnails only come from I the video I thought they itself. had to come from the video. And this is what I'm saying. So, like, my nigga's over there doing his thing with the, with the editing. So, again, I'll tell you, you're hired. Yeah, you. I mean, you've Thank been hired you. for the past few weeks. Yeah, and no, you I appreciate that. Like, like you said, though, I, I have always been interested. I've always found it an interesting um, talent. I'll call it a talent. Uh, that people do, you know what I mean? And I remember telling you before, before me and you got into the podcasting thing where I, when my wife went to broadcasting school, video editing, audio editing, all of that stuff was in there. So when I would come up to the school, maybe to pick her up or drop her some lunch or any like wild little shit like that, I will always be like sneaking some lessons from people or over her shoulder Mm -hmm. about what she was doing because I was always fascinated in it, but I didn't want to go to school for it because I don't like to read, so I don't need nobody grading me on my ability to learn, but I just need somebody to give me the learnings. I just don't sure. want you to grade me on it. Like, For sure. They need a school where they don't grade you. They you're just a, give you're you the shit, and then you get it the, or you don't. You're on the job learner. You you like trade schools, I'm okay? Show me how guy. to do this shit, fam, and I'm going to do it, and I'm going to make it better, because I, I, I yeah. fuck with that too, though. For real, for real, because that... Sometimes there's no better teacher, you know, because I'm I'm the yeah, same way right. as you, bro. Like reading is cool, but I hate fucking reading, fam. Like, want to read? Bro, I got these, why I got these books downstairs. I got these books downstairs of the shit that I'm still studying up on, and like some sometimes that's what gets to me. Like, man, I don't feel like fucking reading, bro. Like, and I got a I got a whole like online module shit to go along with it, but it's still a lot of fucking reading and listening yeah. to paying attention. It's like, fam, just, just show, it to show me. me how to fuck because that's a part of like what I'm learning, bro. There's a part that I get to where it's like, all right, somebody just has to show. 
me, and I'm really just ready to get to that part now. Like, all right, can we just start doing these parallels so I can see how the fuck y'all are doing this, and then Show it's all it going to click a little bit more to mm-hmm. me, because I'm sure you can give a nigga a book on plumbing all day long. But until you put him in front of a toilet and a drain and a tub, it's really just not going to make no it's sense. It's just words to me yeah, until I get in front of words. the tub. Yeah, I agree. And you know what's interesting, too, is like with the software and video editing and shit like that, like for me to grasp the concept, I had to learn it from watching Dylan edit our channel on the Cat and Crunch channel. Mm. Just me watching him because like I wouldn't just shoot it and then leave. Like I would sit with him while we was editing and I'm feeding him the jokes that I see in my mind. Right. right like right. It sounds like I'm on some Eminem shit, but I'm seeing the jokes in my mind, like how it should play out. Like, Oh, when I mentioned Batman cereal, can you have Batman swoop in? But he's like a dummy, but I wanted to edit a certain way. Like I knew what I wanted to see. Right, I just right. didn't know how to do it. So watching him do it, I would watch and take notes just like I would do at the recording studio when we was making our horrible and rap that's, demo. And that's what I was I just about to say. the way niggas would piece together our music. I, I so, never and shout out shout out to my nigga Trey because it was so funny. I was listening to um damn what the fuck was I listening to? They was talking about oh I was listening to a Bun B interview where he was saying that uh him and Pimp C were one of the first they they literally got the Pro Tools beta version and mm. he was like I I was basically the first rapper ever afforded to punch in. He was like and I refused to. He was like because I come from the school of one take it. You if you can't do, do it one yeah. take, you're not gonna be able to do it on stage. You don't have no so business like, spitting it. You, you don't, don't have, have business you spitting have it if no you can't business. spit it. And that's the same way that my nigga that I like really rapped with, like taught me because I used to be on that shit. Like man, punch me in. He was like, fuck no. Start from the top, nigga. Like stage. That's what we was on. Like what what you gonna do when we go on stage? You don't have the option to punch in. Yeah, like so that's so to that's the same thing I was gonna bring up. Like I watched so I watched so many other niggas recording with them that. At a point in time, it was like, well, fuck, I want my own equipment. Like, and I ain't reading up on none of that shit. I'm about to unbox this shit, plug it up, and we going to work. Play. And I Play and I and work. I was able to. So like that, that on job training, that hands-on shit really like means a lot. You you know what else is interesting about having a YouTube channel now and putting content up mm-hmm. aside from just our audio platform is the whole excuse me, the whole idea behind doing it to me anyway, was like, let's make this YouTube channel. We'll catch people with like short eight to 10 minute clips and then we'll redirect them to where the podcast is. Cause really this is our meat and potatoes. Like this is the passion project. This is what, where it all comes. Right. And I'm like, well, if we do a YouTube channel, then we can just always redirect motherfuckers to the podcast from the YouTube. Like this is, this is our sample in front of the, the chicken bourbon spot where we give you the chicken (laughs) on the toothpick. And then once we get you inside, we'll charge you the eight fifty for a platter. For sure. I'm learning that YouTube to Apple Podcasts ain't necessarily transferable. Like people will stay on YouTube. They don't give a fuck about switching apps to the to the podcast app. They'll just continue to watch our YouTube channel, which is fine. Right. You know what I mean? Like I was thinking of it as like an advertisement for the podcast, but right. it seems like it might just exist in a space by itself, which it's, is cool. Like, it I seem, have no issue. With it that. definitely it's seems like it's going to exist in a space by itself. I mean, I'm sure it will translate some over to the podcast because I think those um, the the lengths of the videos are are cliffhangers. For what for what we do here on the podcast, it's like what if you like what we did in that eight, 10, 12, is. 15 minutes, oh, you're going to love what we do in 90, guaranteed. Right. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, I, I like having to talk about our dedication because obviously, as you know, me and you don't talk. We can't. <laughs> we only we can't. fake we like cannot. we're friends for the show. Uh, so I'm glad to be able to talk to you this week. I got a lot to say to you okay. and with you. Okay. I said that like we were you were in trouble. You're not in trouble. I have a lot, I have a lot, to lot say that with I want to talk to you about <laughs> as my friend. I got a lot to say to you this week. 
first off, let me just get this out the way before we talk about anything entertaining, because I want to talk about passion projects and work some more with you. But before I get into that, I joked with you earlier this week, and I need to say this on record to the audience. Guys, I did not mean John Gruden last week. When I said <laughs> when I said football practice is a place like the barbershop where you used to could say what you want, I wasn't copying for John Gruden. That news hadn't come out yet when we recorded the podcast. I woke up the next day, heard the news about John Gruden, <laughs> saw our podcast had been <laughs> uploaded, and I started thinking about what I said, and I'm like, Bro, that sounds like I'm defending this nigga John Gruden. I, we did not get the news yet. That's so that. when I said football practice was a place of, uh, what, what did I call it? What did we call it? I, we, like, we were just talking about how you just can't take, there's like the strip club, there's the comedy, comedy club, style. there's the after hours. There's yeah, fucking, you're not uh, supposed to put that You're not supposed to take certain eye. things. Yeah, you're not supposed to take your uh, morals and things specifically to these places. into these places. And uh, fo- football practice, um definitely counts but we definitely you didn't have psychic pod abilities last week i did like, not know that's that was fire that just lets like you that. know that art imitates life all the time and like this At is all a, times yeah and like it seems like the spotlight is back on this whole type of situation again so it seems like it might happen every week like somebody's probably about to get canceled right yeah. now while we're while we're speaking while we're talking somebody's getting yeah. canceled actively yeah. right actively. now. so speak speaking of art imitating life so remember a couple of weeks ago when i told you about my domino's pizza uh, <laughs> incident with the yeah. coyotes. Yeah. What I didn't tell you about that was like when we went to go pick up the pizza, they were a little late bringing it out to the car. And Domino's has this new the thing. The two minute thing. Oh, I swear to God, I was just about to ask you, you did you hit the two minute thing? Uh huh. I did. I All did right. get the two minute thing. So because I live in the real world and a medium two topping pizza isn't enough to feed anybody's family of any size. I don't care if it's just man, woman, and child, a medium two no, topping that was, ain't getting it. That was just for you. Yeah. That a was medium a two topping is a lunch pizza. It's a personal. <laughs> it's a personal. Thank you. So I ordered the medium two topping for nigga, lunch. Hold on. I've ordered the large from Donato's as a personal nigga. Don't what? play with me. A large from Donato's is a, a personal. personal. If you can roll it up and still eat it, it's a personal. Personal. But anyway, so I, I ordered my, my free two-topping pizza for lunch because it was a medium, and I can't do that to my family, bringing it home like I'm doing something. Like, you, if you're a hunter, you can't bring that, you can't bring that, that meal home. Like, nah. you can't skin that in front of the, the tribe. You have nah. to stay out there until you bring something back. But so I'm getting it and I'm picking it up for lunch and I went inside to pick it up this time because I just didn't even want to do the car pickup <laughs> thing again and, and triple because, down well, because, on let me Let me pause you right there. Like, I understand the world that we live in with all the technologies and the apps and like, hey, I'm here. Just bring me money. But like not but like one one is like says something about a level of laziness. Like, why can't I just get out the car and come in and get my pay? It's probably much it's probably much more convenient for me and you to do that. But then like you're bringing you're bringing a whole worker from inside needing dough to bring you up and he's not like 18 boxes stacked up inside. Yeah, and he still has dough powder on his hands and everything. He's not even trying to look like presentable bringing your fucking pizza out. But then like, do you know how longingly lonely you have to stare at the door for somebody to come and bring your pizza out? Like, and and, and no matter how long it takes, even with the two minute thing, they're taking too long. Fam, did you know dough powder was my rap name? But aside from that, <laughs> aside from that, you're right about all of these things, right? Which is why I didn't even want to do that to him. I went ahead and set it up to go inside and pick my pizza, right? So I go inside. I'm prompt because it's lunchtime and everybody wants to beat the lunch rush. So I go inside to pick up my pizza. And here's what I found interesting that I want to talk to you about, Wes. I want to let Top you know I'm top. still stuck on dough powder. <laughs> dough powder was my right, man. So listen. 
I go inside to wait on my pizza. I'm standing there. I look up at the TV screen to see my name and my, my order says in the oven. So I still got a couple of minutes. So I back up, put my back against the wall. So I'm out of the way of in and out people that whose pizzas are actually ready because you're so I can literally see my pizza on the belt going through. And I'm like, I don't got that much time. So I'll wait right here. So while you're waiting, of course, we're black. We're nosy. We start looking, looking around the restaurant, seeing if we see anything that displeases us, <laughs> rat droppings, anything, anything like that, that might be of high importance. I'm looking around. I'm pleased with what I see. This restaurant is pretty clean. Okay. I'm happy about my free pizza I'm about to get. Nothing has disturbed me yet. Then I look over at the counter at the guy that's kneading the dough, which I think at Domino's is probably like maybe the quarterback role. It might be the most important role. The guy that gets the loose dough, shapes it, puts it on the pan, puts the sauce, puts the cheese, and hands it to the next person for the I'm, topping. Because that's the foundation of the pie, no? It is. I'm stuck between him and the nigga who make the boxes, though. Because the nigga who make the boxes is extra efficient. I think he's been glorified by YouTube clips, though, because I've seen the <laughs> no, video not, of the nigga stacking that 80 dude. boxes in eight yeah. seconds. Not that dude. Fuck I feel him, like that. Bro. Yeah, hey, fuck, fuck him. him yeah, I don't really. That's too much, bro. Because I mean. Yeah, you, fuck him. I feel like you need another job if you made that your thing like to do. Like you need to go somewhere else because apparently you, you ain't mastered this skill. Enough. Hell yeah. no. You haven't done anything do else, else but make fucking boxes. Like do something else. We don't need the entire back stock room full of pizza boxes, fam. Like need the dough. Who needs that many boxes? When you, if anybody has seen that video, it looked like he was building a fort out of Domino's boxes. Too many boxes. <laughs> but anyway, I look over the counter. I see the guy needing the dough. I'm like, that's the MVP. That's the nigga I need to be keeping my eye on because he is building the foundation of the pies. I look over at him. I look at his hands to see if they're clean. They look clean enough to me with the exception of a little bit of cornmeal under his fingernails. A little dope who else? <laughs> Well, who's not going to have a little cornmeal under their fingernails? But here's when it hit me. <laughs> I look up his arms a little bit, and I shit you not, I'm not going to lie to you. I would never lie to you for content. I, that's important to me that y'all know this. I look up his forearm, and he has the domino symbol tattooed on his forearm. The red one and the blue two. Now, before we get into this discussion, <laughs> See, if y'all can see West's face. Before it, we get it into made, this It made my nose twitch. It's you know, important when, to You know me. when you hear something or something happening, your nose start twitching and you can't help it? <laughs> like, that's what just happened just now. Like, I can't even control this. It's, it's important to me that you know that it's, it, the way the tattoo was executed was not the flyest. It wasn't in 3D. It wasn't really shaded real good. Like, the red inside the square was a little sloppy. Like, it all the way wasn't filled in. And that was really my only issue with it. Because now, I'm like you and the rest of the audience listening right now. My initial shock did hit me. Initially, (laughs) Initially, I was taken aback. Like, fam, who loves their pizza job this much that to much. get the domino symbol tattooed in such a visible spot of all things? Like it was on his top forearm. He like, looks this like, is where people get Chinese letters. He put that there. He seems like he would be a perfect uh, candidate to be on Undercover Boss. <laughs> you know, because you're buying that. Like that's the best what? disguise. Oh, yeah. I've been, I've been working at Domino's Pizza since I was 16 years old. My mom, she didn't really... uh. She didn't really have much, so I started working here, and I've just been taking care of me and my little brother and sister ever since. 
Well, of course, you know he's going to feed you some story, right? Because if it's an undercover boss, he's going to tell you about how, like, Has to. his mom and dad died in a train accident, and he raised his two little brothers and sisters, but he didn't have the money for pizza one night, and the delivery boy, he he didn't have the heart to tell him that he didn't have the money, so the delivery boy gave him the pizza for free, and he cried and hugged him, and it changed and now his he's life. And from there, to he always for the wanted rest to just work life. for Domino's. <laughs> yeah, you know he would give you that story. But anyway, so I see the tattoo of his forearm, and then... After the initial shock wears off, I go, this is real dedication, though. Like, of course, he could still one day go to another job, right? Like, he don't have to be at Domino's forever. He might own a little bit of this place, but I doubt it. (laughs) And then I started to look at myself, right? Mm -hmm. I'm the guy I got Wu-Tang tattooed on me, (laughs) Kiwi Herman, Rock Nation, I got mm-hmm. Dwight from The Office, Ghostbusters. And then I started thinking to myself, like, who the fuck am I to judge this nigga's Domino's yeah, tattoo? I ain't even gonna be And gonna then beat you. I felt madder at me than I did at him. Yeah, that's what I ain't even gonna lie. Like towards towards the latter, like last two minutes of this story, like I just got to thinking that to myself, like, wait, I'm thinking about getting a dipped in butter logo tatted on me, and I See? ain't got a check from this motherfucker yet. <laughs> so, <laughs> I thought about that too. So I guess I guess I'm hating, but I guess Domino's is so lame. Like I ain't even thinking about getting the Domino's <laughs> tattoo. Yeah, nah. it's not the best pizza. Chain. I guess I would look at it like I'm not mad at nobody that gets like their favorite rap label tattooed on them, right? Because I used to think of it real funny, like like I think when the game first did and niggas was looking at him crazy like bro you got easy e tattooed on you nobody loves hip-hop this much but then you know the tattoo stigma always is like a shock at first and then it dies dies down and then it's regular you and know I what i mean i think particularly for people with, like you understand for most people with tattoos a lot of them have some sort of meaning meaning regardless behind, of right. how goofy it looks to you because like you said you got the ghostbusters peewee herman like somebody you know, might look at your shit. arm people and be like what the like, fuck bro, is wrong with peewee? this nigga yeah like what's wrong I with this know, thing that you don't I understand know. I know some people have looked at my peewee tattooed and be like, uh, nigga, what you on? (laughs) I know it's got to be an uh, nigga, what you on kind of moment, but niggas don't know what peewee means for me. You know what I mean? My wife got the baby fat uh, cat on the back of her neck. I know people be like, baby fat. Like, you know what I mean? But you don't know what that means to her. So I I was able to do all of that while I was waiting on my pizza and have all that revelation. Look at how reflective life is, bro. Like all that in two and a half minutes is beautiful. All that... All of that before they could butter my crust. And I was just like, I'm not mad at bro. Like, I, I respected Ugh. his dedication. And I'm glad you brought up the whole dipped in butter tattoo and dipped in butter merch thing. And me and you put a lot of time, money, effort. We we take time away from our families to put this together. And this is a passion project. Yeah. So I can't look at him funny in the face. And nah. at least he getting paid. Like, yeah, yeah. At least he's he getting paid. At least he getting a check. And that's why I say I can't, bro. I literally have, like, space saved on my arm for entire like i have like a collage of logos that i want though like and you know what i'm saying just on some shit like you got like there's there's so like the original rockefeller symbol i want tattooed on me just because you know what i'm mm-hmm. saying like that's the time that i came up with the rockefeller music it means so much to me you know what i'm saying i, and I want, I want the, the kanye too. blast off bear and then when i originally got into this whole radio shit my familiar face family like i want to put that logo like it's just a lot of shit that means shit Shout to me out to all the that familiar translates face i don't know if any of them listen to this but Hey, if nobody ever told y'all or, or if we've gone 100 plus episodes without ever saying it, I know y'all know Wes because he was a part of that thing. But I want to say here as the other half of the Dipped in Butter program, a lot of y'all might not know that I used to listen to that program before me and Wes was cool, cool, cool. I used to listen to that. 
just on some supporting local mm-hmm. shit. And y'all inspired me to do this. Hey, no, nah, that, so, that, that's lit, bro. Any of, like, y'all, we... any of the 30 of y'all that was on that. <laughs> it, was def- <laughs> it was definitely a gang of us. And like, you know, not to get too deep into that, but shout out to my nigga Duro, man. He was really the one that had like, down. he literally had the vision, the entire vision of what we were doing, fam. Like, down to the logo. This nigga said he dripped the logo, fam, and literally called a meeting with us the next day and like showed us a drawing. I wish I still had a picture of the original drawing of the logo before they actually made the logo. But like, everything that we did, which was essentially podcasting, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? This was, this is 10, 11, 12 years ago at this point, fam. Yeah. Like, yeah. the entire format and i like it it's so it's so lit kind of in the same fashion like when we started doing this you know what i'm saying we was recording off of the phones and you know what i'm saying doing silly shit when we first started recording that we was pre-recording that too and this is in twitter days fam we were pre-recording and then live tweeting like we were live on air and, <laughs> until hard. we you actually be- until we actually became live on air fam but did just that's even hard. thinking about that bro we did four hours every thursday non-stop that's a tough sit that's a that's tough, a tough like You need enough stick, people bro. that can go. Yeah. You need, you need enough, enough. And like you go. say, l- l- luckily it worked out that way, but I don't want to digress too far. Shout out to my familiar face crew. Yeah, I mean, that was that was a moment in time. We we did what we did there. And now we got niggas doing shit like this today. So it's a beautiful thing. What we was, Shepherd. Get right, get, you want, <laughs> you want my spot flash? Hey, speaking of taking what we was, bro, I I resisted in asking you this in real time. And I waited until we was here because I was really tickled and I, I was enjoying the fact that it didn't matter. Is if this you is, did or I, didn't. I don't want to like leave too much suspense sure. here, but is this in relation to the text you sent me earlier today? No. Okay, because Lord no, this knows, was way secret. Lord knows I got a good chuckle out of that question. Is, hey, oh, you watch, <laughs> do you do you care about Marvel movies or not? I hit him with the stay man, tuned and my nigga that. said perfect. <laughs> stay, stay tuned for that because me and you got to talk off the podcast about Bet. future endeavors regarding that text. But this past Sunday, did you watch versus Big Daddy Kane versus Karis One? You want to know what? I accidentally stumbled upon this versus. So yes, I, I've seen enough to have a conversation about BDK and KRS One. Oh man, so. There wasn't a lot here, and we are not doing a full recap like bro, we would have done. Me, like, hold on, bro. Lots, I'm but so ignorant, There's enough here though. to talk about that was so funny to me that I was keeping away from you just in case you wasn't watching. Bro, I'm so ignorant. I remember Instagram notifying me that Versus TV has started a new live video, and I was like, fuck, I don't give a fuck. Like, why are you telling me that shit? And then for whatever reason, I picked up my phone, and I went to YouTube, and YouTube, the, the Triller page, had it playing live, and I was like... That's what the notification was for. So that's what made me tap it. Like, well, fuck it. Since we're here, we might as well see right, what these old well niggas see. is we doing. We already and on I, YouTube. And, you know, I, I'll i say this before you get into the thing because it might go too far after that. Um, this is one of the verses that made me appreciate verses. And the only reason oh. it made me appreciate verses is because of the diversity of crowds and people that you can service with the verses. So, mm-hmm. like, for instance, the whole Earth, Wind, and Fire, Isley Brother thing. Like... Yeah. Wasn't necessarily something that I was all the way tuned into, but I know that there were people, Somebody you know what I'm saying? Nice. And like, you know, in the upper age groups, like that's dope that, you know, people who we technically consider not technologically advanced to be able to tap into that. You know what I'm saying? Even when I turned it on, like the the crowd, the people who were watching this didn't seem like anybody in my age group. Like, of course I knew my age group was there, but it seemed like, yo, my dad got dressed up tonight and went out, fam. And I'm yeah. so excited that he went out tonight and got to enjoy this. So like, that was the one thing that I took away from the verses. Everything else I got a good chuckle out of. Uh, so yeah, I, 
There were so many low-key entertaining things that I looked, I scoured the internet to see if anybody else had any of these takes, and I didn't find nothing, bro. So prepare for some hot, fresh takes out the oven. Okay. First of all, Big Daddy Kane versus Karis won this past Sunday night on versus Triller Channel. My number one take away from this whole night was New York got to pass the sticks. Like, they got to pass the yes, sticks. Yes, Absolutely. I, I understand that a thing was happening when we was in lockdown where like Atlanta was kind of taking versus over because all the Atlanta niggas was winning all their matchups and yeah. Jeezy and Gucci went up there. And then like, remember before locks and Dipset happened, Atlanta had all the moments. Yeah, they had all the moments. Atlanta had all the moments. I mean, that's and- literally that whole like quarantine COVID run was all Atlanta. You had the Dallas Austin yeah. and Neo and then... You had the the, uh, the the two chains and the Rick Ross. Like, mm-hmm. it was very mm-hmm. south. It was very, very south. And I remember even Joe Budden was commenting on it saying, like, hey, man, this is starting to look bad for us. Like, every time we line up with these Atlanta niggas, they just, they, they, they're, they're, they're somehow taking over something that should be very New York. Right. Like, Swizz is a part of this. Right. You can't keep letting us go out like this. You can't keep, like, setting us up to be knocked down like this. Like, something mm-hmm. got to happen. And- Ever since the locks versus Jada Kids, then they immediately doubled back with Fat Joe versus fucking Ja Rule. Yeah, yeah. And then they tripled back with KR's fucking one versus Big Daddy Kane. And, and, and I after guess after this past night, y'all gotta pass the sticks. Yeah, and I guess that you know the question that it begs and why how how did we not why did we not get Big Daddy Kane versus Rakim? I that's what I kept screaming to my wife. Like this matchup don't even all the way make because like yeah, Big Daddy Kane and Rakim the rivalry. Yeah, that's that's the rivalry, and it's you know what I'm saying KRS One is the generation after Big Daddy Kane, like immediately following. Yo, we've discovered rap, and you know here's Rakim, and you know all the, and then it seems like all right, KR like niggas really discovered rap, studied it, and K, like KRS One comes, you know he's in the he's in the LL Cool J class, wouldn't wouldn't you say? Yes, their, their or, class or there's overlapped. an interim. Yeah, you yeah, know what I'm they, saying. There's like an interim. There's they like Big Daddy Kane, KRS One, LL Cool J for sure. And it was Coogee like, rap. yeah, Cool G rap. And it seemed like, like you said, which did you watch? I don't even know what that fucking video was called that Case Lay put out. What was it? Eight hundred niggas deep that he put out. Fam, why we never <laughs> talked about this? I watched all of. I it. watched every minute of that video, dog. How did you have a song with 60 niggas on it and Ghostface got two verses? They tricked that nobody said no, no, anything no. Tony, about Ghostface having Tony two Stark. verses. It was Tony Stark and it was You're Ghostface. Right. <laughs> that's how he got that off. But I thought that was very hilarious behind that. And that's and this is exactly why we didn't talk about it. Cause I feel like I watched it and I wanted to send it to you. And I was like, I don't even want to send this to my I nigga if he's not gonna have I all the minutes it. to waste. I was I watched like, it all. I watched and it all. There, there was a few, but I it. It made me sad to see Coogee rap in that thing, fam. I loved Coogee rap. I mean, I love Coogee rap still, but like when I saw, I was like, he's really an old man now. Yeah, like, no, nah, he's old, old, old. For, like Some he got grandkids. Not... Like he take his grandkids to school. That's how I mean, yeah, that's how old he, he is now. And stands yeah. there until they get off. Yes, like, he sir. don't even know to go home. <laughs> you know, he, he, he lets he watches them go across the crosswalk into the building. The bell rings. Everybody disappears, and he stands there with leaves blowing around yep. his case. Standing there for about ten minutes. <laughs> <laughs> no, for eight hours <laughs> until the kid gets out and then he walks him back up. But anyway, back to making fun of old school hip hop. So <laughs> there's some old school hip hop that I like. I am on record on this show for those of y'all that have been tuning in with us for a long time that I was not into old school hip hop until like Digital Underground came about, right? right? Like all of these Gangstar, I hated. 
I like Run Gangstar, DMC, fam. I Guru it. is nice. His voice is so but that, boring. But that's what I think is dope that, about him. It's all in one. On. Let me get this off real quick. Rest in peace. <laughs> right, Respectfully. Right. <laughs> but his voice was so fucking boring. I like it. So I hated him. I hated Run DMC. But when we talk about the Mount Rushmore hate, now y'all know I come on here and I talk <laughs> my shit about Lauren Hill. I talk my shit about Gangstar. I talk my mm. shit about Run DMC. I got a plethora of niggas that I quote unquote hate. But it really just be for entertainment and laughs. But not Karis one. Not Karis. That's like not full Karis blown, hundred percent top tier. I, I actually hate him. <laughs> I hate Karis one. And for those of y'all that don't understand why I would hate somebody that's so like, he's like obligatory. Like, does he even matter? He only matters to you if he matters mm. to you, right? Like, it ain't like he's getting in my way. Yeah. But I hate Karis one because. He always acts like he's some sort of fucking gatekeeper to the culture. Like, like hip hop is his to pass out. Like, Karis One acts like hip hop is a Bigfoot pizza from the 90s and he brought it into the lunchroom and now he gets to decide who gets a slice. Like, no, fam, the teacher got this pizza for everybody. Just because she asked you to pass it out. Don't make it yours. KRS, that's a weird analogy, but that's why I hate Karis. KRS definitely has like Merlin vibes. He definitely thinks yeah. that he like stands in front of all and you have to get through him in order to get through the kingdom. And he's always making up bogus ass hip hop rules on his time <laughs> to tell you how to decide who the greatest in the culture is. Like at the end of the fucking verses, he stood there after two hours of boringness and said, this is how we're going to determine who the greatest on the mic is. Like, Fam, who the fuck gave you the power to say that? Like, fam, nobody, I guess what bothers nobody me respects about, you that much. Bro. Yeah, I guess what bothers me about KRS-One and even in this verse is like, the nigga just always looked like he took the bus to wherever he's at. <laughs> and like, not only did he take the bus, he stood at the bus stop and talked and rapped to niggas. Like, I swear to God. <laughs> Listen, there are two reactions to when <laughs> KRS-One is in the room. Only two. Watch any, I implore y'all, watch any footage of Karis One in an interview, talking, or doing anything besides performing. There are only two reactions to Karis One's presence. One is the five percenter nigga that loves to just hear New York niggas spit knowledge and nods to whatever he's saying, but ain't really all the way listening. <laughs> but it's Karis One, so they assume he's saying something smart. You're right. And then there's two, the nigga that's looking off to the side wishing he would stop talking so loud in their ear. There's only two niggas. There's and only two. If you look at some of the footage of the night before the verses happened, Big Daddy Kane was nigga too. Like, <laughs> Big Daddy Kane just kept looking like, fam, I love you, but you have got to stop screaming this shit in my ear. I was ear. about like, to say, fam. it seems like uh, KRS-One, you definitely got to like tell him to be quiet. Yeah, like Big Daddy Kane kept looking like, nigga, I'm your age. Stop trying to tell me right, about how right. hip hop started. Like, said, no, I nigga, the there. shit you're telling me is what I did. <laughs> like, <laughs> what you're telling me is what I did. You can't tell me what I did, fam. I was there. The the whole night was really fun for a nigga like me that likes to just point and laugh. Like I still good, I still get a good kick out of uh, laughing at people now, and malice humor. So it was a good night for me. I w- I will say. I do appreciate KRS-One's energy. I think yes. I think he has a very positive him, energy. But his vocal projection is yeah. unmatched. I'm all, not no yeah, dumb. All of that. I and that's why him, I, like and that but, but I got to give him that. This is this is why I fuck with you because his vocal projection is a part of the energy that I'm talking about. And it's like mm-hmm. it could be spoken about separately, but just his 
it's it's something about the positivity that he has when he goes on that stage to do that shit that he do. Like you can't, you cannot like as much as KRS one gets on your nerves, you that. cannot deny what he does. Yeah, no. I mean, like he gets up there and he does that shit. It might not be for you, but he gets up there and he does that shit, and you can't really deny. I mean, say, like you said, you can respect Gangstar and Guru and all of them, but it's not your lane. Same, that's how I feel about KRS one. Like I could probably never hear a uh, uh, a KRS. I could never hear the bridge is over ever again. <laughs> And I will be perfectly fine. <laughs> you uh, uh, more props for Kaz one because, like I said, I hate him, but I ain't no dummy, right? It, he has a gift for having like a natural projection voice box. Like he don't even need a mic, and the mic just helps. You know what I mean? Like he has a very natural speaking voice, and he can project and- no matter what he's talking about. Another thing that I find interesting about Kaz one too that I want to say to you, Kaz one has horrible teeth. His See, teeth are you went, all crowded man. in and crazy, but if he was to ever fix his teeth, his sound would be changed forever. And I'm not trying to be funny. I fully respect, I feel like that was a conscious choice of his to never fix them, so his sound would never change. You you said where I was going, but like, I feel like that's the thing that makes it hard for me to digest KRS-One. This is going to sound terrible, hard to but look like, at. not even just the teeth. He has exaggerated African features. Yes, yes, that is the best way to put it. And because it's not a bad nobody's thing. Nobody's nose, lips, teeth, ears, ears neck, and cheeks <laughs> can be that big all at once. All at once. And I'm saying fam. that with love. Like I love. love that's why I say it's not a like, bad thing. I'm, I will tell y'all when I'm being mean on purpose. Yes, yes. I'm literally saying this as a compliment. Like you are right. Like yes, Karis One looks like a, a painting of a nigga in the flea market. Yes, bro. Yes, he looks like a, he looks like a he looks like a clay statue in a museum somewhere of what they thought Africans the looked way. like. Yeah, and in the, the that's why way. I say no disrespect at all. But like, I think that's what takes away from Kara's what because it just it's over and he's like flamboyant in himself. So like all of that mixed with the high with the high energy and the fucking features, fam. It's like you want to bro. It, it's almost like staring at Jigsaw, fam. Like you want to know what Jigsaw walked in the room, he started rapping. I can't listen to this nigga over there in the corner doing that. It's too crazy. I, I love you saying it looks like he takes the bus everywhere because also it looks like the jackets he wears only get sold on the bus. Fam, that's what made <laughs> me say it. It was the jacket. The it was that it was absolutely the jacket. Like that's the jacket. That's the swishy material on the outside. And but the, it's the cotton but it's heavy, on the inside. Nasty, dirty cotton. Cotton on the inside. On the inside. See, yellow, P yellow. It he was rides white, the but bus. it's P yellow on the He rides the bus he rides flat the out. Bus. <laughs> More compliments to the old school because I know what we just said doesn't sound like compliments, but I promise y'all it is. One time for Big Daddy Kane still being nice as Yo, fuck on the nice. mic, and bro. That's, I was I I didn't want to I wasn't gonna let us get out of that without saying that because the same credit to KRS One absolutely goes to Big Daddy Kane and his breath Kane. control and his performance. That boy was out there tripling and all them couplets and all of that shit Kane effortlessly. Was fam. Newly written verses, yes. Yes. He's yes. still nice with the pen. He's still nice. Like and He's now 53. I, he now and and that's what's up. I'm glad that he like has the wherewithal to still like write new verses to like show people his talent and showcase like why niggas think he really is the shit. But boy, when I tell you I was cool on hearing all them Dr. Seuss raps from 1980s, like it was too, I, I, it was the one line, bro. I literally wanted to throw my phone across the room, bro. <laughs> and I was like, yeah. if I hear town rhymed with down again, I'm probably going to lose my fucking mind. 
Paris one did one acapella freestyle where he where he he mixed he rhymed sad with bad and then he like walked off like he bodied it and I looked and. at my wife I looked at my wife in pure silence and she looked at me and she knew what I was mad at and she literally like spit triscuits all over the place now, like it's insanity only somebody like you will feel me when I say this and I like I don't know how to make the sound so I just have to describe it the best way that I know how. Okay. I heard way too much of the house party music sound in their records. It's too many of that all night long. I can't, I can't deal with that, fam. So I, it, it made me have to cut it off at a certain point. So, but I, I enjoyed watching them, and especially I watched them. I enjoyed watching them go back and forth without looking like they was winded. Like they was that literally was walking back up there and like they shout, went like shout four out the songs verses for the V stage. They went like four songs a piece yes. without ever even talking or getting winded. That was shout, crazy. shout out to the V stage. Shout out to the to the um to the venue. Like it looked mm-hmm. it looked very it, it looked, looked like good. they 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 laid out the red carpet correctly for these legends. Is what I'll say. It looked nice. Big Daddy, <clears throat> Big Daddy Kane went crazy in like his second or third song where he performed the the song that plays in the first scene of Juice when Q was getting dressed. Mm-hmm. He performed yeah, that fast ass shit without taking All the a words. single breath. All the words. And I, I literally sat back in my chair like, God damn, I love hip hop. Like, that shit is amazing. I don't know nah, what nobody talking about. Like, Kane, I, I'm not just giving it to Kane because I hate KRS One. Like, Kane was super impressive that night, bro. And nah, he was. Miles, shout out to Greg Knights and CL Smooth. Uh, it was really weird when he brought them out to do the song together. But when when Nice and Smooth did their song, I ain't gonna lie, I lost my shit. It went up. I forgot how much I liked that song. That fucking uh, not 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 Nice and Smooth went off. Who was it? Who was it that came up after them niggas that wouldn't leave the fucking stage? Daz Effects when they said Daz Effects. They said God stay tuned damn. to our verses. They was like Jack. Nigga, what was they talking about? Turn his mic campaigning. off. Campaigning. <laughs> he was campaigning like a motherfucker, dog. Cause you know, Switzerland was in the back, like y'all niggas ain't got it. zone, zone, zone. Y'all don't have I, y'all don't have no verses wife, coming up. I said, fam, I looked at my wife, I said, Daz Effects got two songs. They want effects fam. and they want effects remix. Who the fuck <laughs> are they going against? Like, hey, you the heard you, you heard Kid Capri get them niggas together. He said, Hey fam, I know it's been a long time since you've been on stage. Fuck off of here. When he said that. He's, <laughs> I know off it's been of here. Minute, I know it's, it's time for y'all to leave. It's time for you that to leave. That was go. fire. Okay, so here, here's my test for you, and we're going to get off this old nigga shit. <laughs> here's my test for you to see if you really watched Versus on Sunday night. Laughing at old niggas is amazing. We all love laughing at old niggas, especially when they fall down. Shout out to Big Daddy Kane trying to jump over the fence to address the crowd closely and getting stuck on the fence. He definitely but got that's not where, what stay. I'm here to laugh with you about. Those of y'all that might have watched the Big Daddy Kane versus Kara's one versus in its entirety might have caught a really interesting commercial during the commercial breaks. Did you see that Triller has a new a new sport that they're starting called triad combat where they're mixing MMA and boxing and they're putting niggas in a triangle fighting ring did you see this i did not i knew you didn't i, I knew I, you did cuz you would have said it right away sport, yeah nah i'll say it again for those of y'all that might be looking as confused as my player pod in the podna triller is putting out a new sport called triad combat where I guess, I don't know if it's going to be two niggas in the ring at once or three niggas in the ring at once. That's what that I'm confused at. Like, how many niggas is in the ring? That's what it sounds like. But 
The, but the ring is shaped like a triangle. It's a triangle. The ring is a triangle, and they're mixing boxing with MMA. I don't, they didn't even give any details. All they said was November 27th. Because <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's how you get these new niggas on the internet. You don't give them much information, and you just tell them when some shit's coming, and they all want to be there, and they all want to be first, so you'll get an audience. I, I laughed so hard, though, Wes, because it's like, we might not have the flying cars, but we're finally in the running man future. Like we are finally here. Yeah. We're finally here. Like we're finally starting to get shows where niggas could probably die. Like for sure. Y'all better tune into the first episode of this. Cause it might not be a second. One. Real, real <laughs> like, life, squ- real life squid game. Fam. There's a reason why boxing has existed for over a hundred years. And we haven't deviated from the square. <laughs> <laughs> there's a they'll, reason. They'll, they'll discover real soon. There's not enough square feet in the triangle. <laughs> There's not, I can't, enough, there's not enough I, square feet in the squared circle. I can't do see do in the triangle ring, buddy. I can't. There's not enough steps around this motherfucker, but it's so good. You see, you said something about commercials, and that got that brings me to something that I want to um discuss. Um, Let's do it. So let me ask you. Do you want to see the commercial or do you want to see the black version of the commercial? <laughs> it depends on the product for me. Okay. I'm glad you said that. Let me give you a few examples. Would you want to see the Nissan commercial or do you want to see the Nissan commercial that features just blaze and some nigga you've never heard of before during or after this commercial? I don't, I, I want just the regular commercial. For okay. That. Let me go on you to the second one. Real quick before you give me the rest of them. Cause I want to hear these, right? You know why I know that? Because do you remember in like the early 2000s or maybe late 90s when BET was giving us hip hop car commercials and they just didn't connect because it wasn't none of the cars the rappers was driving. Like niggas was giving us like they gave us the they gave the they gave us the G6. Kia 800. Yeah, with LeBron. They gave, Don't give me Lloyd Banks sitting on the hood of a Pontiac G6. <laughs> he's not driving a Pontiac. That's why I don't want it. Not, he's not driving a Pontiac. But see, you you went right where I was going. So McDonald's is the next culprit. But they've all they've always been a culprit when it comes to black culture. Because True. let me refresh y'all's brain if y'all don't remember. You got a ten piece girl. Please don't be stingy. If you don't know about that McDonald's commercial, you've not seen a single McDonald's commercial in your life. Yeah, However, I want to ask you when like. When you think of a McDonald's commercial, you think like you think in this commercial they are going to say the word McDonald's, correct? I would hope so. Well, because that's the commercial. And the black version of the commercial is just Mickey oh D's. Oh my god. I hate it when they do that. It's just Mickey I'm D's. I'm not gonna lie to you. Now, okay. Let and let me, me explain. Let me hold it before you even go there, please, because I'm please, I'm doing ahead. research about this one. This one really pissed me off halfway, Mick- fam. Like there's the, black, there's the black hand pouring the drink and everything in the Mickey D's commercial. I need to see the commercial. To see if it's still a black hand or not, I can almost guarantee you that it's not. And and I don't like feeling targeted in that in that particular way. Now let me tell That's what you, I'm saying. I don't mind that if on VH1 you want to give me the urban version of the commercial. I kind of have so a problem. Much, I kind of got a problem. See, I, I don't mind it too much, but when you start fucking with the branding and start calling it Sack Johnson's, like, don't yeah, call fam, it. They call, they said, I fam, call it Sack Johnson. That's what made me you write don't it call down. It Sack Johnson. That's what made me write it down. I said, Mickey D's? Who the fuck is they talking to? <laughs> like, <laughs> like, that's what we say to each other. Like, you don't, be, yeah, you don't, don't, like you don't call it Mickey like D's it. to us. Like, and, and again, I, call it Mickey D's. I could be detached. I could be wrong. They could have been doing this for the last 15 years, but this was funny to me this week, okay? But then the last one, 
that I just saw earlier today that made me write this down. So are you, you familiar with Rocket Mortgage, aren't you? You've seen the Rocket Mortgage commercials. I feel like I have. It's like an online where you can get like a, you know, a, a more, you can get a loan, you know, to get a mortgage to buy a house and shit versus going to the bank. Rocket Mortgage is like a big, big Maybe thing. But in this Rocket Mortgage commercial. <laughs> buybacks. Rocket, yeah. Rocket Mortgage yeah. was a fan of buybacks like us. <laughs> For sure. And this one, you know, this this one features the African-American couple. Um and I know it's different for different parts of the country. Um, we don't even got to get into numbers, but um, I'll, I'll just say out here, where I live at, there's not a house that a family of my size, four or five, could live in for really less than about 350000 Yeah, I mean, and I know that that varies across the country. However, this Rocket Mortgage commercial that featured the African-American couple showed what they were pre-approved for or approved for, the number for them was $275,000. I want to see the commercial to see what the white family got approved for in that same fashion. Yeah, I mean, because this is where I'm saying about the commercial versus the black commercial. Like, are y'all keeping the same energy? Are y'all like revealing yourselves? Because if I see the Rocket Mortgage commercial and the white couple got $600,000, I'm writing my local senator, fam. I'm not even going to lie to you. Somebody's got to know about my disdain. And then like, I feel like the commercials also lead into something else that I've been wanting to talk about for a while. Like, this is the shit that I be keeping in my brain for real, for real, that I just be having to write down a certain point in time. So you got the sickness like me, you think about stupid shit all day. Yeah, way too much. Celebrities got to know when to say no to the check. Mm -hmm. And I say that. I Everybody's said, not Shaq. Oh, he's he's on my egregious list this week, though. <laughs> as much as we praise Shaq here, he is on my list this week. So you don't get them all right. First, uh, you should have said no to the check award goes to Burger King and Cornelius. You don't like whatever. the Cornell Haynes Jr. Are you fucking meal? kidding me, bro? But he, it's the real name because it's real food. Nelly. Let me let me pause this before I say it. Nelly's physique. Tells me he does he not eat Burger, eat that Burger King. <laughs> like, so Man, you're not real quick while we're talking about Burger King. Have you ever smelled a nigga's breath that have eaten Burger King nuggets? It's something about Burger King nuggets that make well, niggas breath. Well, fam, well, you want to know? Well, you want to know why? I can tell you why. They give you ten of them bitches for a dollar forty nine. You don't want fifteen much. cent nuggets, fam. You don't There's want way you too, don't, bro. Their mm. nuggets have way too high of a plutonium concentrate. <laughs> there's too much. There's too much plutonium yeah, in there. You could nuggets. probably get your whole radiation dose for a lifetime from those ten nuggets. I can almost guarantee you that shit. But you then, can't like, give me twenty for a dollar fifty. Yeah, M- McDonald's goes back on my list for the for the and sweetie meal. Lightning bolts, by the way. Yeah, they they go back on my list for the sweetie meal. Um, okay. and also for the cactus Jack Travis Scott meal because again. When I look at Sweetie, her physique does not. Well, she might because girls is different. McDonald's. She might eat a nasty burger from McDonald's because I girls, don't think Travis girls do shit like that. But Travis Scott, I absolutely do not believe that. You, and side note on that, my homie called me earlier because your boy Kanye was out here looking like an alopecia patient earlier with the haircut, fam. It looked nuts. I don't know I if you've see, seen it or not. You might he, not. I don't. I don't want to get too. Medicine. I don't want to get too deep into this. But the real problem that I had with it was he's doing it again. Well, he's doing it again, but these photos were of him in McDonald's ordering from the thing that you can like order yourself and put your card. I was like, bro, I said, somebody get this nigga the fuck out of here, bro. (laughs) Somebody get, yeah, somebody get this nigga out of here. You're a doctor, bro. Why are you using this? Like why is somebody taking a picture of you using this goddamn thing with this crazy ass haircut? So like, sometimes I hate that he's my hero. Yeah, for sure. 
So, nigga, and this this is how disturbing it was. My nigga had to call me. He was like, that's literally, I picked up the phone. He he called me on video call, nigga. He don't even do that all the time. He was like, bro, did you see your bands? Like, what's off with your man? Like, I'm concerned. Like, and I'm like, nah, I ain't see it. Like, bro, it literally looked like he cut his hair himself and he just, uh, whatever he missed, he missed. Like He did what I did to the family on Easter. Yes, bro. No. Mm. <laughs> That's how I pictured it looked. So yes, that's, that's exactly what, like. what he did. I out can there probably to himself. do that's what it looked like. Um, but third, so I'm, before I save this last one, but Shaq goes on my list um, of celebs. Got to know when to say no, and I don't even know if I'm in. I think this is a, a the general commercial because Shaq, you know, been uh, promoting the general insurance for a long time now. So I think this is one of those. But this commercial features Montel Jordan. Huh. Oh, you've not seen this one where there's about three different scenes to this commercial where Shaq is. I know the one scene is Shaq is trying to um, apply a wax to his vehicle and then it pans. He's he's at the trunk. It pans over to the hood where Montel Jordan has like the electric one. And he goes, this is how we do that. (laughs) And there's three different scenes in this commercial of Shaq doing different things where Montel Jordan comes in and is like, this is how we do it. And he's like singing. And then there's one. I want to see it now. He actually sings one. This is how we do it. Like (laughs) he gives us the different versions (laughs) of this is how we do it. And we're and not celebrating this? We don't like I'm it? I'm not celebrating this, fam. This I is not like how this, I don't want my legends pictured this way, fam. Like I don't I don't want I don't want once we get to the end of behind Man, the music Montel Jordan, his last effort was the general commercial where he hey, sang his greatest wait, hit. Let's pie real quick, <laughs> now you're getting into my sick mind, and I love it when you uncover <laughs> dark shit about me. I worry about doing silly shit like that sometimes because what if you die after you shoot that? This is or what, what if I'm you die after saying. that releases and that's the last thing you were seen doing? Like, okay, so me and you like to laugh every like year or so about like the Kool-Aid rap that I have on YouTube, right? Like, <laughs> yeah. it's a moment in my life that I'm semi-proud of, but I'd be lying to it you. Lives if I internet, say, it, it lives on the internet, though. It lives there. It lives. But I would be lying to you if I wasn't worried that like after that release and it had like 12,000 views on YouTube. That what if I suddenly die and that was the last that's thing? That's the last, yeah, that's the last thing. That, so now all they think you are is a serial rap guy. They don't know anything. They don't know that you have a family. They don't know that you've done yeah. 100 plus episodes of a podcast. They don't know anything it's about that. It's concerning for somebody like me. That's definitely like, concerning. That's why we have this podcast. Speaking so of, at I least think, leave a nigga's legacy somewhere. I think we definitely need to move the Kool Aid rap to our uh, Dipped in Butter channel. You, you might Can need to get those that? files, fam. I think you might need to, I don't know, you might have to contact the people or something about that. that um, I'm sure he'd give it to me. That's I'm sure he would. For sure. But. Like I say, so so Shaq and Montel Jordan go on my list of celebs. Got to know when to say no, and like I'm I'm not mad at this because I know what Shaq was trying to do. Like he d- just the way that you're thinking about it, like hey, this is kind of like Montel Jordan. That's our nigga. But like I think of this is how we do it. I think of the Nutty Professor, and then I think of the General Commercial when I think about Montel Jordan these days. And I mean more more recently, the boy you know gave his poppy's home. I know that I've heard you. I'm telling that shit is hard, cause. <laughs> I was a child trying to be a man. (laughs) To be fair, though, like, I do like it when niggas give themselves extra legs, pause if necessary, when their career is relatively short to begin with, right? Like, me and you, we- I give you that. The culture, me and you, certain pockets, certain pockets know how to love on Montel Jordan. Yeah. But there's there's a great amount of people out there in the world that don't know exactly how dope Montel Jordan really for real is. True. 
True. So if it takes for a nigga to stand next to a cartoon general <laughs> to like kind of really get themselves back out there to get they they flowers sent to them, I guess I'm not too 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 it's, too too mad about it's it. It's all right, fam. I'm definitely gonna find this link and I'll send it to you just to make sure you see the exact commercial. Um, nah, but the last the last that. person on my celebs got to know when to say no list for this week. Um, it's something that I seen earlier today. Um, and ag- again, like people, I understand marketing, branding. And trying to like do a thing is what I'll call it. Um, but Meg the Stallion coming out with the hottie sauce at Popeyes is just not gonna drive me to Popeyes. She got it's not, a hottie sauce. It's called the hottie sauce coming out at Popeyes, and I only know this because I watched Hot Ones earlier, and she was on Hot Ones, and they talked about Meg the Stallion has hottie sauce coming to Popeyes. And again, I get it, Meg the Stallion, real hot girl shit. Hot girl I understand. Again, this is not this is not going and it's the same the same way the Saweetie meal, as fine as she is, did not drive me to McDonald's. I've I love Travis Scott. I've had nuggets. I've I had, had they're not they not didn't change the nuggets. Right. I promise you they didn't change the nuggets. Like same nuggets. I fooled with Travis Scott. Never going to get the cactus jack meal. I did like, have the ch- cactus jack meal. That was actually good. I'm not gonna lie to you. To each his own. But like that did not drive me to McDonald's. And I know for you too, that didn't drive you to McDonald's. You got to McDonald's and was like, ah, oh, fuck it. I'll get the cactus jack Look meal. That. I like bacon. You know I like quarter pounders. That's what I'm saying. Like, and, and we we tend to like Popeyes over here in this house, but I'm never gonna be like, babe, what you want to eat? Got the hottie sauce at Popeyes. I think I think we got to blow down and see what's going on. So like, I really, I really just want to start a, a consultation business where I feel like people should call me and say, "Hey, should I do this shit or should I not do this shit?" Because also, do you know honorable mention Jerry Rice in the fucking Popeyes commercial with the chicken helmet, bro? Like, damn, that was so. Also, bad. see, I have more honorable mentions. Mary J. Belige in the Burger King commercial. You gotta call somebody. Yeah, somebody needs to pick crispy up. chicken, fresh lettuce. Fam, these are classic <laughs> commercials that I will never forget because you should have said no. Like these are not the. This is not why you want people to remember that commercial because you should not have done it. You want them to remember it because it was a great move. Um, I hate Meg The Stallion. I mean, while we getting them all out this episode, I might as well just say everybody, right? I might as well right, give you the right, whole. Right. Mount Rushmore. Um, <laughs> I hate Meg the Stallion. We're late. We're late enough in the show to where we ain't gonna hurt nobody's feelings. Nah. Um, and we this ain't news to nobody that listens to this. In the commercial where Meg the Stallion sells us Popeye's hot sauce, does she sell it herself with her voice? I've not. Now this is one that does she I've talk not in the commercial. This is one that I've not seen a commercial for. Like I said, I watched Hot Ones earlier. She was on Hot Ones and she was talking about this on Hot Ones as far as her having a sauce come in. It's, it's not even out yet. I think it comes out in like the next day or two or like in the next week. Popeyes, listen to me. Don't have Meg the Stallion voice the voiceover for your chicken. You think you they're not? You can have her stand there. You can have her hold the product. But please don't have her voice it. And it's. I, I'll tell you why. You want to you know what it's going to sound? I can give you what it's going to sound like. Meg the Stallion has a fat woman's voice. She sounds... She Huge do. when she talks. She looks like she sings good in choir at church. The back of Meg's throat when she talks. <laughs> yes, that's why I say she, she sounds like she sings good at church. Voice. Yeah, she sings real good at church. But I can tell you, it's going to sound like, "Come on, come on down to Popeyes. We can get some new hottie sauce from the real hot girl Meg." Ah, that's exactly what it's going to sound like. Exactly so, like. I appreciate y'all letting me get my head out for this one episode. I promise I won't keep doing this, but I just sometimes it just feels good to be honest, man. Like I just not, I, 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 I do not like this. Is literally what this whole section was about for me, fam. These were gripes of mine. Like they might have sounded like jokes, 
but these are real thoughts that I have <laughs> you know, when I to, see this shit. We tried to inject some jokes in here, but really we just airing our grievances. These are just real, real, real thoughts. So speaking of airing our grievances, we have to talk about that this week. We, we have to talk about airing our grievances. See, you're, you you're good at this fucking podcast thing, but you I'm real. I want to talk about it. All right. So news. and We know this is where y'all get y'all's news. And for once, we might not actually be joking. Like, y'all might not even know about yeah, this. Yeah, y'all might not. We probably only know about this because we're tuned into the culture. But uh, so those of y'all that might not be tuned into battle rap and battle rap news and battle rap culture. Battle rapper Hitman Holla, and for those of y'all that don't know what those two words mean back to back <laughs> like that, watch Wildin' Out. He is on Wildin' Out. Uh, he is he was born in in battle rap culture, but those of y'all that aren't into battle rap would see him on Nick Cannon's show Wildin' Out. He's the bald ga- guy that they make rap who always gives you mediocre raps in the wild style. Um, <laughs> this past week, he has had a very, 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 and I want to make sure I'm being clear about this because this ain't funny. But not, he had a very, funny. very unfortunate event happen yeah. with his girlfriend named Cinnamon. Uh, he was in, he lives in the hills from St. Louis. His girlfriend still lives in St. Louis. He was in Kansas City uh, playing a basketball game, living out his hoop dreams. Which, I, didn't know, I didn't know he was that close to home, but okay. He was in Kansas City, yeah. So, you know what bugged me out about the story? I'll give y'all like a quick little synopsis of the story so we can have the conversation. But the way Hitman told the story was that... <clears throat> He had just got done playing basketball with some homeboys late night and all of that. And he was just about to take a shower and hang it up for the night when he told himself, like, nah, before I hop in the shower, let me call Cinnamon and bug her ass and get on her nerves real quick because it was super late at night. And this is what boyfriends do. And I feel him. Fam, ain't it nuts how your mind just tells you to do shit? Yeah, it's some it's some of the sickest shit ever, bro. Like like that, and that's, that shit gave me that's, chills when he that's said I was about to say that's the part of the story that got me. Like when you just call your girl and she like, you nah, just, I just woke something up. Something just like, tells you to call your girl. Yeah. Be, because listen, when somebody broke into our house, my son was sleeping with us, and something just told me to let him lay there. I never like I when my son was little, he used to kick and move and toss and turn and shit. And something told me. Nah, let him chill. Let him lay there. And him tossing and turning made me wake up in the middle of the night to be alert enough to realize somebody was breaking in my house. But anyway, he said something, told him to just call Cinnamon and see what she's up to. He FaceTimes her. And the first thing she says is, it's crazy as hell that you just called me. He like, what's up? She like, I just heard something. I forget what what she said the dog's name is, but Mm -hmm. she said, I just heard something. The dog is barking and going crazy. I think somebody's in here. Now, as a husband, a father, a black man. Your whole as, soul uh, jumps a, out of your body. As a member of the a car could crash through the living room gang. This is the moment, right? Like, this is the yes. moment we're always yes. tossing and turning in our sleep, preparing ourselves for. Mm-hmm. She's like, somebody is in here. And he's like, hold on real quick. Hitman is like, I'm going to check my phone real quick, check the alarm system. He's checking the alarm system while on FaceTime. He's like, nobody's in there. Alarm system ain't go off. You tripping, babe. Uh, just just check and make sure you're good. She's like, nah, I really think somebody in here. I heard a loud noise and the dog is still going crazy. He asks her to like go in the closet. You know what I mean? He tells, tells her, go in the closet where all the guns and shit he, is at. He definitely turned into Liam Neeson. That was hard. <laughs> he, Retelling he was the story and like mind. in real life. 
But fam, this is why our minds are yes. always processing the always. worst case scenario. See, now you're making me think about this different now too. This is crazy as you tell well, this. I, I mean, of I, course, because of course I'm empathetic, and you know, you 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 pulling on my heartstrings when it comes to security on my, right now. Playing on my soft heart. Yeah, but he tells her to get in the closet where her handguns is, her personal handguns, his handguns, AR-15s in that bitch, chopper sticks, Dracos, all of the shit that the rappers rap about. All in the shit this they closet. rap about. He tells her get in the closet. She's still on the FaceTime with him. She's like, I can hear people in here. There's definitely people in here. Now, Hitman's on the phone. Hitman Little Brother, any of y'all that are familiar with battle rap know what Hitman Little Brother means. Hitman's Little Brother is a wild nigga, so he's over Hitman's shoulder. They're both yelling into the FaceTime video saying, listen, stop paying attention to the phone. We are on the phone. We're listening. We got you. But you need to be looking up at the door and Hit, this shit broke my heart. I ain't gonna lie to you. Like when Hitman, he's telling his girl, like, baby, grab one of the ARs. He said, as soon as they, he said, cause they gotta come to you. Don't leave that room. He said, they gotta come to you. As soon as they kick in the door Shoot. to find out where you at, just start Shoot. shooting. He said, cause they're not gonna want no problems with that AR. He said, baby, I understand it's a big gun. I know it's scary. I know mm-hmm. you're scared. I'm scared. Like he's telling the story. He's crying just trying to get this shit out. He's like, I know this is scary, but baby, you got to shoot. Kill everything moving. You have to. Even if you don't hit nothing, shoot the whole room up because it will make <clears> them <throat> leave up out of there. He said, I know it's a big gun. I know it's scary, but you just got to do it, baby. It's you or them. You got to shoot. So she's on the phone with him. You can tell she's trying to like be on the phone with him, take instructions. She's scared for her life. She's trying to figure out a fucking gun. He said, the guns are all loaded. I'm sure in this moment, it don't matter how many shooting ranges you done been to. Like, shit is going to get dicey. Yeah. Even for the most trained of us, oh, shit is going to get Your brain going to get scrambled like a little bit. Your brain's going to get scrambled. So I get it. So she grabs her handgun, I think. I don't even think she grabbed the any of the ARs or anything like I feel that. Like she she grabbed, still grabbed from, from the story, I feel like she grabbed the AR. But all right. Okay, yeah. To me, it sounded like, but I, anyway, right? Whatever. So they made, they finally made. I'm cutting the story down. You can find the story on YouTube and him telling it himself. But like, by the time they make it up to the actual room, he's like, "They there." He's like, "We're not gonna say nothing. You need to be quiet." And just as soon as they open that, that door, nigga said, "Listen to me. Go. They're going to take you." <laughs> <laughs> he got his Liam Neeson on, really like, and, and like you say, it's. it's Again, you know our motto here. <laughs> moments are not funny. This one ain't going to never be funny, are hilarious. Bro. This so one ain't going to never be It's funny. never going to be hilarious, neither. But there's parts of the story that's going to be like, yo, funny. hey, fam, hey. But so so ultimately what happened was when they came in the room, she started letting go. I don't know if it was the handgun or the AR, but to, what tells me it was the handgun was that they was able to shoot back at her. That's what makes me think it was the handgun. I mean, four, four, gun, thought, four guns against one gun. Yeah, you still going to let off. And then you yeah. scared enough to start letting off, even yeah. if you hadn't planned on it, and you're yeah, the yeah, fucking yeah. aggressor. So I get what you're saying. But long story short, what ended up happening was when the conflict finally did come to a head, she started shooting. They started shooting, trying to get themselves out of the room. And they actually shot through Cinnamon's, what was it, like her cheek and through the back of her so throat. Went, yeah, so it went in through her cheek, so came out the back of her head, I in think. And out. Yeah. And uh, all Hitman saw was that gunfire started happening. She dropped the phone and everything went silent. Mm -hmm. He's screaming for his girlfriend's name. She didn't move. He gets on the phone, calls one of the homeboys that lives nearby, alerts him that he needs to go by the house immediately. Mm -hmm. By the time he gets there, that's when she starts moving around and making faint noises, a struggle, and they get her to the hospital. 
Cinnamon is stable. She did not lose her life. She's doing fine. Now, I bring this up because I sent this this video <laughs> to Wes's phone to see what he thought of all of this because all I could think was like, I ain't gonna lie to y'all. Like my heart was broken for bro. Cause like I ain't the biggest hitman fan. And none of that shit matters when we talking life or death, right? Like I ain't that fucking heartless. But it just I put myself in his shoes and like as a man and as a husband, as a father, like this is a fucking nightmare, right? Oh, like, it's a it's an absolute if you're nightmare. in the house, <clears throat> then uh, nigga. In, in a man's mind, it's easy to say, babe, get in the closet, toss me the K. I'm going into the hallway right. and I'm shooting down the stairs. Like conflict yeah. don't even get up this up the stairs to the bedroom. And that's a, that's such a real and I'm thought. I'm going to take all the bullets damn, I need to take. You just painted such a beautiful shit, picture because that's the truth. Like, babe, you that's go in there. I'm doing. I'm going down the steps. These niggas got they me never fucked up. It to this bedroom. They got you me get fucked under up. the bed, hand me the K. I'm stepping into the hallway and I'm letting off everything I got. Yeah, I'm letting off. I don't give a fuck what I hit. If I hit the dog, I don't care, bro. Like it's gonna I'm be sad. It's gonna be sad afterwards. But like, sorry, I'm little a, Fido. I'm gonna hate that I killed the dog, but I'm shooting anything that move in this darkness. No, yes or no? Yes, sir. So this is a nightmare for a nigga like me. This is a nightmare for a nigga like you. This is a nightmare for any nigga on this planet that have loved ones that they care about, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And. My heart was just breaking for hit, man. Like the thought of not being able to be there in your girl's darkest fucking hour and you know she's scared. And like right. I said, it don't matter how pink you make her pistol, how many times you take her to the shooting range, nothing is going to make this situation comfortable for you. Fam, or you just, her. that was such a gem you just said. It don't matter how pink you make that motherfucker, dog. <laughs> like, we all love girls' pink pistols. Man, we what? all love them. They're dope. But it, it don't matter how many times you take it to... Not saying that women can't shoot, because I know there's a bunch of dope-ass women out there right. that really can't shoot and hold it down. But just like I would never want to be in a position where I got to defend my family in that way to the death, I certainly don't want my loved Absolutely. one to have to do it for me. Right. You know what I mean? Like, that's... If we get into some primal shit, that's why we exist as right. men to protect right. our homes. Right? So... You know, my heart breaking for bro when he's telling this story and I send it to Wes and Wes was like, fam, why is Hitman crying in the phone? Why crying in the phone, man? <laughs> That's all like, like, I got the story, like I felt empathetic and all of that shit towards the end of it because like you say, like this is a nigga's worst nightmare and then like, even while you retelling the story now, I just keep having more thoughts about it and it's like, what's even worse than that is that happening and you don't know until it's over. And everything Ooh. has gone way bad. Because at least he was like, on the phone to try to culture through it, right? Yeah, like, and that's what I'm saying. Like, imagine if a nigga was yeah. just on his, I'm just about to get in the shower, babe, probably sleep. I ain't going, I ain't going to fuck with it. And then you hear the next day what happened or something. Like, or your, how do you or your, get that Or your dude? homeboy or somebody got to call you a few hours well, wait later. wait a minute. Like, if he wasn't on the phone to call his homeboy to come get Cinnamon, she might have laid there and bled out. Like he, she got shot I'm, through the face what, in the neck. This is what I'm, and this is what I'm saying. Like, imagine had he not done that or Ooh. went to sleep and laid down, and then woke up a couple hours later and tried to call, and now she ain't answering. Or woke up in the morning and she ain't trying. You know what I'm saying? Like, it, now it, you kind of fly from Kansas City. The, the emotional toll could have been way, way, way. Like, and I'm sure it's heavy for him having Ooh. to, you know, White basically Jesus. go through that with her without being able to be a, a physical part of it. But like, imagine if you just got to like piece together the story. You know what I'm saying? Because you wasn't able to call her, you know, and, and you know how much like trauma you got to live with after that. If you never called your girl and that shit happened in and your house. Told and you you was, call her? Yeah. Something told you to call her. And like, even outside of the, you know, cause we definitely gonna get to the crying in the phone shit. But like, it also makes me think about like being 
Because I'm sure Hitman and his girl still consider themselves to be regular people, even though, you know, he's partial celebrity. You know what I'm saying? He's out here in, in the public eye. So, like, they're not part. And I'm Hitman come from a different background, so he should still be on that type of alert. But, like, he probably feels like he's semi far removed from anything like that happening to him. So, like, I shouldn't have to. I shouldn't have to leave nobody around my girl to make sure she's okay because this is not the first time we've done this. You know what I'm saying? I'm sure this is not the first time he's gone out of town and been away from his girl and nothing has happened. But it's like... Well, also, Hitman is very aware of his his involvement in street activity. I'll just say right, that. Right, right, like, right. Hit, Hitman is, is extremely active. Way more active than somebody like him that's on TV needs to be. For sure. And that's part of what people that be around him have always said to him. Uh, not to make this a battle rap discussion, but the last battle that he had with Calico, Calico was telling him all through his verses, like, fam, slow down. Like, there was a video of Hitman a couple of months ago in a barbershop with his little, little son. And I guess some nigga was in a barbershop drunk, talking crazy around his son. Not oh, even to yeah. his son. Yeah, talking I crazy that. around his son. And Hitman stole off on the nigga. Yeah. Beat his ass in the barbershop, filmed it. Like really did the nigga bad in a barbershop and in one of Calico's verses, he talked to Hitman about that shit. Like, fam, you do that shit because you think it's cool, but nigga, I'm really in these streets and what the makes you think because you. you do some stupid shit like that 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 won't come back on you? What the if niggas. that nigga would have really got mad and flamped that whole barbershop yeah. with your son in there? Yeah. Like, that's stupid. Like yeah. he put it in a rap form and it sounded a lot flyer, but. That was really his message to Hitman. Like, you want to do the street shit, but it's a way to do the street shit. And sometimes right. you let you let your emotions get the better of you in this shit. And you really got to be a lot more cal- calculated. And I say that to say, like, I, he can't blame himself for shit like this. You know what I mean? Like, I'm, that's right. not what I'm saying. But right. you, you definitely, this should be a wake up to call to him to move different. Absolutely. Absolutely. And like... I'm because the, the the story is what it is, and I'm sure everybody can like put themselves in the shoes of the story. And like, not to get back to jokes, I want to get back to the part that we want to talk about. But like, crying in your phone, like crying in your phone, and like not only crying in your phone, crying in your phone from the hospital while the shit is still happening. Like that's crazy. She was still laid up in there. She was still laid up in the and I, you know, it's I understand that it's the world that we live in today. But like, what? And I posed the question to you, so let me ask you. I'll ask you on air. This. This situation happened to you on Monday. Do you share that story here on the podcast on Friday? You motherfucker. Because I was I was going to slide into this. So we here, and thank you for introducing me to it. You know why I know my answer might be yes? Now, I, I'm going to give you a story that's related, and maybe you'll find the symmetry in this, right? Mm-hmm. Now, before I tell you the story, I have to apologize to my wife because I know she's hearing this right now and she's about to hear some shit she has never heard before. But we are far enough relo- removed from the situation to where I can say this on air and she can hear this for the first time on the podcast. I'm sorry, babe. Listen. Okay. A few years back before we moved to New Mexico, I had a light situation. It was a light situation where a guy sent my wife a dick pic in her DMs. Now, things happen. You can't control everything. But the outwardly disrespectful part for me was that this nigga know me. He mm-hmm. knows me well enough to know that this right here is blatant disrespect. And this right? like this ain't just some like it's, it's the know me drunk. part. You know my body. Like this it's is the know me part. This is aside from you just being drunk and, and trying some shit, right? Like you are blatantly this is some you stepped on my porch type shit, right? Because you know I'm here. You know I just had a daughter. 
You know we a family. You know I got a son. Like, you know all these things, but you still chose to shoot, hit sin, right? So I'm going to tell you why this is important to the story that I'm telling. Now, in my mind, I absolutely wanted to hurt this nigga, right? Like, I wanted to do this nigga bad. But also, I needed this nigga to, like, I I had to make a decision because I'm a calculated dude. I don't just bust moves off the first feeling I get. I had yeah, to we're, evaluate. We're going, over here at the Dipped and Butter program, we're going down for first degree murder because nothing's going to be <laughs> reactionary <laughs> in the moment. It's going to be very it's planned out. It's always be first degree. It's always going to be, <laughs> what do they call that? Premeditated shit? murder. It's going to always be premeditated. Always. I hope I'm not indicting myself for anything right, that happened right. in episode 358. <laughs> but this is just me. I'm a thinker. So I don't think they could ever get me for reactionary because I'm always premeditated in anything I do. When I mm-hmm. pour, pour a bowl of cereal, I'm thinking about. Whether these Frosted Flakes is going with this honey bun good enough, right? I'm premeditated. That's who I am. Absolutely. So I embarrassed the nigga on Facebook because I leaked his dick pic, right? So that should have been the deterrent. I missed all of this, boy. That should have been the deterrent. Even though I'm up to date, but I missed that part. I used to have a Facebook. (laughs) (laughs) So I posted the nigga shit back up out in public for, listen, if my wife got to see it, fuck it, everybody going to see it. Right now, this is a questionable move, right? Most niggas would say, what you doing all that for, bro? Like, that's internet shit. If you're going to do something, just do something. And that's what I told myself anyway. So maybe I'm just too hard on myself. But mm-hmm. then I decided to myself, well, wait a minute. This nigga lives really, really close to me, like dangerously close to me. And I be seeing this nigga and this nigga walks a lot, right? So a lot of people started hitting me up. Like people that really care for me dearly was in my inbox and in my texts and going, what we doing? Like they, it wasn't even about like, None of the processes. Is you cool? And nobody ever. None of my niggas ever asked me was I do cool. You, they asked do you me. Remember? What doing. Do you remember what your dissertation was along with the dick pic? I don't remember. It was something flawed. <laughs> <laughs> it was something premeditated. I don't remember what the caption was. I just I wanted to see what word you came up with to a dick pic that didn't flawed. belong to you. <laughs> that yeah, was really. It was <laughs> I forget what it was, but uh, anyway, so. My niggas is asking me what I'm doing. I, I told everybody that hit me up, we're not doing nothing, bro. Like, we're not doing nothing. I'm a grown man. He a grown man. I got kids. I'm not stupid. I can't do this. You know what I mean? Niggas that was hitting me in the comments of the dick pic, what we doing, bro? Like, that's Donovan. That's family. That's that's the fam. Like, what we doing? I'm publicly telling everybody, we're not doing nothing. I don't want no harm to come to this man. I already posted the pic, and that's good enough for me. I'm telling everybody that. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, this was when I used to work at the barbershop. That's when I used to make my little drop-offs and maneuvers. So I was always kind of around the neighborhood with things on me that maybe didn't need to be on me, right? Like right, whether they right. came in a bag or not. They came in a Crown Royal bag. Right. Something was always in a bag. Right. It was a couple of times where I spent the block a couple of times with the Crown Royal bag right. under the seat, just seeing if I would get lucky. Now, I say that to say, and this, this is why I got to apologize to my wife, because I never told her that I, I spun the block a few times, just mm-hmm. seeing if fate was going to decide what happened that day, right? Mm-hmm. And the reason why I bring it up right here is because me saying, I don't want nothing to happen to him online, we not doing nothing, nobody not doing nothing publicly, was my way of checking myself to make sure I actually didn't do nothing. Because... Had I not said nothing, had I not posted it, had I not made a funk, then it would have been a lot easier for me to go ahead and strap up, circle the block, and if I seen him, let off. I could have did all of those things, right? Mm 
Mm-hmm. But I feel like me posting it on social media involved people. So now I'm holding myself accountable because now I got to think if I do something to this nigga, now everybody knows I'm connected to it. Absolutely. Does that make sense? Am I, am I talking too circular? It's all all about, it goes back to the thinking. So in, in my mind, and maybe I'm, I'm overthinking this. Maybe I'm thinking for Hitman Holla, but in my mind, when he gets on the live and he expresses how I just don't know right now, y'all, I don't know what I'm going to do to me. It sounds like he's trying to hold himself accountable for not being reactionary because if he don't do none of that and nobody ever hears what happens to sentiment and none of that, now it's too easy to go react. But now that he's done the Instagram live and he cried on the phone and he told the whole story, now the whole world knows what happened. Now, if some random niggas show up missing or some shit in St. Louis, he could be tied to it. And now he's kind of forcing himself to slow down. Stop me if I'm talking a little too circular. Like I know I'm speaking real. No, nah, I know. No, nah, I know. I know exactly. It's kind of like on, it's kind of like on January second when everybody goes on their timeline talking basically, about how they're going to lose work. Wait, they're holding themselves accountable. It's it's, in it's easy. I know exactly what you said. Yeah. I'm about to put it in one sentence, simple form for please, you. Please, the I dick pick. Like the dick pick for you and the live video for him is an alibi. Agreed. It's an alibi. Because if I'm I'm on here telling everybody, hey, don't do nothing. I'm on this live. I'm telling I, I don't know what I'm going to do. Yeah, I'm I don't know what I'm going to do. Yeah, I mean it 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 ra- it raises more qu- and like that that really still sounds like some more premeditated first degree murder crazy shit. <laughs> if, <laughs> Too much premeditation. If you want to ask me for real, for real, but I understand you telling me your story helps me understand Hitman Holla's telling his story a little bit. But even though I don't think I give him the credit for that, but I can understand. In a man's mind, when you know per, the specifics of the situation is not something that you thought about, but you're you're prepared for something like this. Yeah, I mean, the same way that we just talked. Like you prepared, you want to you want to go spend the block. Like the the your mind, your brain, everything in you says, "I'm going to spend the block, fam." You know what I'm saying? And it's like it's that that's holding me. It's holding me accountable. Yeah, I mean, because like you say, now now people know, and I could I could be tied to this way too quick, but that's the that's 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 a man's version of like showing the work or showing you the thought process. Mm-hmm. Cause like you say, if I don't get on this live and I never tell anybody what to do, well now all I'm doing is thinking about it. And now mm-hmm. it's just pissing me the fuck off. Mm-hmm. And now I don't have nobody to talk to. So now I might oh you cool? All right, yeah, I'm gonna go ride through the neighborhood right quick for a couple hours, you know, see what I can see, hit, hit the streets, hit, see if I can hear what I can hear. Yeah. yeah, see see if anybody know anything around here. And now now you going down you know, a, a different road than what you should be with when in all actuality and even the same in your situation, you got to be concerned with what's going on in the house. Right. Yeah. I mean, like your, your boo laid up in the hospital, you know, with a, with an entry and an exit wound, like you going out here and finding it, that's, that's going to make you feel better, but is it going to make her feel better? Yeah. I mean, and right. then the same thing in your situation, like, yeah, I embarrassed this nigga. Now he know what it is, but like, now I got to deal with this with my wife. Yeah. I mean, and like, if I go out here and I do something crazy, this nigga, I might not never have the opportunity or the option to clear this up with my wife and figure out what went left, what went wrong, and how we right. make it right. So, like, right. The, I, I, that's the best way that I could put it. Like I said, it's, it's a man. You you literally get to see a man's thought process in almost physical form. Like you say, because if I'm not sitting here on this phone talking to y'all, like you say, where you could, because like I said, that's the shit that pissed me off. Like, he was crying in the phone, but I didn't feel like he was crying. <laughs> I didn't see no tears. It sounded like, it sounded like, oh my God, no, I can't believe Cinnamon got well, shot. Oh my God. He was giving his mad cry. Like, he was still crying. 
He was, he was, I just can't, that's the shit that I just couldn't get. Like, I'd rather you, and, and maybe that's my thing. Like, this happened on Sunday. Gather yourself, fam. Like, got, got, you know what I'm saying? Like, talk, talk, talk to your girl. You know what I'm saying? Like, and not to say that he don't know the whole story, but like, that was a frantic situation that you were in. Like, you weren't there. She was going through something. You with another nigga. You got to call another nigga to go over there and do it. Mm-hmm. And you got to make your way back to the crib. Like, get, and again, I'm, 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 I might be speaking out of turn. I don't know the timeline that all of this happened, but like, again, this, and even I'll, I'll take it to some friend. Like, I just, I don't understand when people run to Facebook when their family members die. And again, maybe, maybe, and I can't even say that I haven't been in that situation because Facebook's been around long enough that I've lost several family members. But like, I'm not even sure to this day I even posted about my grandmother passing away. Like, I, I think I, I'm almost positive that I did, but I can't remember if it was like, Day uh, and I, I guess it's just all about. I, I don't know. That's just it's it's a it's an attention seeking thing. Honestly, when you come down to it, at the end of the day, there's really no way around it. For real, for real. Because why does anybody need to know that? Yeah. yeah because yeah. honest, honestly, all you're inviting is sympathy and condolences, and you know what I'm saying. We we praying for you, like. And a lot of times, like, and, and and, of times and, it's fake sympathy. Like we joke about sixteen prayer emojis here all the at, time, but. It, but that's that's that shit, it's and like, it, that yeah, and it goes back to you know what I say when I say it in other shit, but it goes to this too. I'm not easily impressed, fam. So like, if I post this and a hundred of y'all come talk about some all condolences, ah, that shit don't mean nothing to me, fam. So like, I don't. I don't it's 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 weird to put into words, but at the end of the day, it can only be for it to, like because and even with everybody, don't need to know everything. And I guess that's really where like my conflict of crying in the phone come down to because it seemed like like fam, you didn't even have your emotions together about it before you're sharing this with other people. Like I agree with get, you on that. I yeah, agree with you on get that. your because I'd rather and and not for nothing like you said. We gotta might, get her out of this hospital gown. We gotta get her out of this hospital. It might like go against you know kind of what you said as far as being accountable, but like I'd rather talk to y'all in the phone and let y'all know what happened and y'all see my face to know that I'm that I'm ready to handle the situation. I won't even say ready to do something about it, but I want you to know that while I'm telling this story, I'm ready to take care of whatever needs to be I'm taken care solving. of. I'm problem yeah, solving. I'm solving. Absolutely. Like, and I'm, you, like I said, that don't have nothing to do. You don't got to like circle the block and try and find niggas. Cause luckily she came out of this situation. Cause like you say, it's a nightmare for a nigga. Like this is nothing that you could ever, like you say, I'm ready for the truck to come through the window. I am I have not read the chapter on a nigga busting your house while you're not there and you out of town. I've not you read that. So like yeah. I would probably literally run out of wherever I was to try to run home. You know what I'm saying? Like, bro, cause I, I, I'll never forget when our house got broken into you into when I was home after we got the niggas out of there, we assessed the situation. Uh, the police came so we could make the report. So the rental office could get the shit so they could fix our door and all of that. I still to this day remember my wife coming to me and saying, damn, babe, like you just got laid off from your job. Like, what was it, three weeks ago? I'm like, yeah. Like, what you mean by that? She like, had you still had your night job, you wouldn't have been home. Duh, see, and that just, Ooh. fam, that just, I almost threw up right here live on camera. Swear with to God, ass, she bro. said that to me. And it never occurred to me because I'm still in protection mode. I'm yeah. not even thinking. Like, I'm st- yeah. I'm still walking the parameters. Yeah, the you, I, it's up, bro. And she, up. and she brought that to my attention. Like, I had just lost my job at Airnet when that happened. Just lost a job. Like, see. I don't even think I spent all my severance pay yet when, they, when our shit got broken into. And she was like, if you still had that job, you would be at work right. And that go, you would have been and, at work. 
And sometimes, like you said, same thing with you leaving your son in the room. Sometimes you just got and same thing, conversation we had about me listening to my body. Sometimes you just have to listen. You know what I'm saying? Or sometimes you just have to accept things for what they are because there's some reason somewhere. You know, yeah. who you might have got laid off from your job because the vibes was in the universe that niggas was gonna home. kick in your door three weeks right. later, fam. And, and that's something I out of your control. Job, I wouldn't be in New Mexico. I gotta nope. add this. I, I before we get out of here, I need to add one more dimension to the hitman cinnamon breaking story, right? Mm-hmm. Now that this happened, right? Obviously, this is a result of hitman's fame and fortune and Niggas ain't gonna never want to see you do well, right? Like, right. They find out where you live. They know you got wilding out Nick Cannon money. They know you got battle rap money. You just battled Cassidy and Calico, so we know you got the bag. So now that we know where you stay and that your windows don't have appropriate security alarms on them because they Which only that go was, off if you lift them up. If you I don't even want to talk about that part. Yeah, I don't even want to talk about that. Fam, that was so, that was so disturbing to me. Like I was so upset at that part. I was upset I at exactly the, kind of I was upset at the about. alarm company and at him all at the same time. Crazy. Because there's no way that you let a nigga come in and install that shit in your house and you don't know everything that it do, but whatever. But you know you assume that niggas is professionals yeah. and you think they holding you down. Right? I, like, nigga, you, I need to know. I need to, to think I need to question the security. I need to I need to know how this works. Set this bitch. I need to walk through the hallway, see if the sensors work, if the I need Man, to see if, if all you, that shit work, bro. You got a whole app on your phone that tells you whether it's activated or not. You're oh going to assume that if glass breaks it'll tell you. You just you just said something that scared the shit out of me too, boy. I tell whoo. Okay, Let me add I, this dimension real quick. I was about to say too. This is just my crazy mind. And forgive me if this is out of pocket. And I'm going to trust you to continue to hold me down on this show. But you know what else my crazy mind got to thinking? Hmm. I'm, I'm certainly glad Cinnamon's okay. She's stable. She seems like she's going to recover fully. And she's going to be, for the most part, okay. Hitman can't never break up with her, no? Like, they cannot break up now. Like... I understand things happen, people grow apart, but she took a bullet through her neck for you, fam. Like, at least for the next 18 months, y'all can't have, like, y'all can't I mean, I don't know if we have enough evidence to know if she took a bullet for him. She took a bullet for herself. She started shooting first, actually. Well, she took a bullet (laughs) because of him, for sure. You can't break up with her, fam. Like, can you imagine recovering from a bullet wound and then, like, he was already planning on ending the relationship, and that's why he was in Kansas City playing basketball, because he was sick of this shit, and y'all had an argument, and he was already thinking about breaking up with you. But now, oh, you how just, long, how, my question to you is how long he got to wait if he want if he wants oh, to break up with you? five-year shelf life on this, at least. Five years for sure. <laughs> five-year shelf life, but you cannot break like. At year three, y'all can start having issues. Like, at year three and a half, y'all can start having some new issues to where by year five, it might lead y'all to the breakup road. But, like, yeah, you definitely can't break up with her. right? Like, not not while she got gauze and bandage on. You literally can't break up with her until she at least starts getting tattoos around the exit. <laughs> we should end the show, should we? We probably should. This has been the Dipped in Butter program. We appreciate y'all listening to us. Most of this is just jokes. We apologize if we went too far, but we just be trying to have fun, man. This is my friend. Y'all are my friends. We're all friends. Nothing's wrong here, guys. We're just talking on the podcast. My name is Kat. You can check my content, our content out on the Dipped in Butter program on YouTube, man. Get hooked like everybody else is getting hooked, man. Uh, Apparently, we doing something right over there because people are fucking with yeah for sure y'all definitely fucking with it keep fucking with it because we fuck with that but it make it cracks me up right now because i always hear joe and talk about some these are just jokes and some of them don't sound like jokes but no they really be jokes <laughs> y'all i promise y'all i mean 
But it's your boy, Wes No T, aka Elmer Young, the motherfucking goddamn glue around this bitch. You play a partner, P-O-E-N-A, at Forever Young 89 on Instagram. Fuck with me, dude. Yes, sir. Like I say each and every week now, with a new nowness. The universe is way too big for your little ass problems, man. Uh, let that shit go, bro. You don't want to be like me, tossing and turning, thinking about video game stress while I'm trying to get some sleep. Um, For sure. And rule number one, tell a friend to tell a friend, not only about the podcast, but tell them, this is how we do it. <laughs> and rule number two, mind your motherfucking business. We'll catch you next week. You've been listening to the Dipped in Butter program with Kat and Wes. Join them next week for some more regular, degular shit.